No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And a good Friday to you. The Friday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Minus the Simone. Sean, Jordan, on assignment today. Oh, he's on assignment. Yeah, he's on assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's live audio of him on assignment. <laughs> today and if you're seeing the video portion of the of the podcast you will see that uh, we made an upgrade to our uh, jordan simone out graphic that we have he was on yeah. ir we have a different graphic for that you worked very hard this morning uh, to put together this one how you doing sean how are you feeling good on a friday it's I'm, friday i'm doing well you know i feel like I, i'm doing well feeling good got a haircut the other day so feeling good about that or yesterday I should we're say, gonna so get feeling, into that haircut feeling good about that i think it looks good you know i was getting ripped by jordan simone on the on the uh the video portion of this broadcast about you know my attire and my appearance. You know I was ripping you, you for called, your. You were called Ben Affleck. We were yeah. the Affleck brothers and on Wednesday show. He said I looked like a combination of somebody going to rec basketball and Easter. So I had to, I had to upgrade that. I didn't do much with the wardrobe. Just got the, you know just a t shirt on. But did get the hair did. I'm ready to go. Feeling good. Very good. And and that that hair that haircut is one of our subjects today. So we might as well <laughs> jump right into it. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program on a Friday. This is the one they're talking about. Sean, it's become sort of a morning uh, habit now to wake up, get your coffee ready, pour yourself a nice bowl of cereal, uh, Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, whatever you're feeling on that given Fruity day. Fruity Pebbles. And Fruity Pebbles, okay, mm-hmm. Cocoa Puffs. And you check Twitter, you check the ESPN app to see which team has had a COVID outbreak next. And we thought it was the Indianapolis Colts. They shut down their facility today here on a Friday, two days before their schedule game against the Cincinnati Bengals. All is good, though, Sean. They had one player and I believe three personnel uh, test positive. They retested. All of the tests came back negative, false positives. This game is on. Bengals-Colts will be played on Sunday. Yeah, and, and again, you, you just have to let these things play out. Everybody wants to be first with their information. I think you know Adam Schefter got caught up in it yesterday. We're recording this on a Friday, story, so yep. I'm referring to Thursday morning when he said, you know, his first tweet said, multiple positives in Falcons facility, it's shut down. And then a few hours later, he tweeted four positive tests, and then he had to retract, go, uh-oh, it was just one. They're actually going to open the facility back up this afternoon. It's like, dude, just let it play out, right? Like, sure. it, we have to let these tests happen play out and find out exactly what the situation is and i know some people jordan's one of them you know he's on assignment right now you hit the button again there chris um he, yeah so jordan's one of them who's who, who is and a lot of people feel this way like these guys are not in the dangerous demographic of of you know the covid virus why are we even doing this well the word's libel right nobody in professional sports collegiate athletics is going to put themselves in a situation to be liable for anything. So are they at a very minimum risk? We're talking about the players and probably a lot of the mm-hmm. coaches as well. Yes, they are. But in terms of these leagues, if you want to watch sports, if you want to watch the National Football League, if you want to watch college football, these organizations are not going to put themselves in any position for to be liable for anything, any kind of liability. So if you want to watch football, yeah, you got to keep an eye on what's going on with with the COVID numbers and the positive tests and so forth. And that's why you're getting those every morning, Chris, because you're, you're not wrong. It feels like you wake up, you look at the phone and go, oh, today it's the Colts. You know, yesterday, oh, it was the Falcons. Uh, before it was the Titans. It was the pa- Patriots. So you're going down every morning. It feels like you're getting something. But, um, I mean, that's why you got to be focused on it from a, from a sports perspective. Even if you're not afraid of the virus, even if you think there's some overreactions going on, and I'm not saying that's how I feel or you feel, Chris, but a lot of people feel that way. Uh, yes. If you want to watch sports from a, from a sports perspective, 
the, you've got to have low numbers to no numbers because no organization is going to put themselves in a position to be liable. So today it was the Colts. Good news, though. Game is on this Sunday. Yep, false positives. They are going to play, at least as of this moment when we're recording this podcast. I feel like I have to put that disclaimer every time we talk about this subject. As of this moment, Bengals-Colts so is on. Yes, Bengals-Colts is on uh, for Sunday. Sean, one of the teams you mentioned that was dealing uh, with an outbreak, uh, the Chiefs, they've had some, they had some games moved around because of an outbreak. Well, they just made a big addition uh, to their offense yesterday. They were the team. They landed Le'Veon Bell. He was considering the Bills. The Dolphins and the Chiefs. Hmm, interesting that those are the next three opponents for the New York Jets, by the way. <laughs> uh, he signed with the Chiefs. Not going to be able to play this week. Has to have five consecutive days of negative tests and then a sixth day with a point of contact test before he can even go and practice for the Chiefs. So not this week, probably not next week either, considering when he's going to be able to show up to practice. But Le'Veon Bell, it feels, Sean, like the rich keep getting richer. Yeah, and shoot, if you're Le'Veon Bell, you're going from you know the bottom of the barrel. No offense to you as a Jets no, fan, that's, but you're going from you're going from a team that's on track to go 0-16 to a team that's that's you know they're they're bringing you in because they think you're going to help them win a Super Bowl. You know, so for Le'Veon Bell, his standpoint, hallelujah, right? Good God, I'm getting out of New York with the Jets and I'm going to Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and an offense that's just set to be. I mean, on fire the rest of the way. And so I, I don't think they're necessarily worried about getting him in this week, getting him in next week. This is a play that they hope is going to be be able to help them, you know, if they run into any hurdles late in the season, in the postseason, you may have some extra firepower offensively. Um, but you're not wrong. The rich keep getting richer, man. If Le'Veon Bell can even be a shell of what we saw as Pittsburgh Le'Veon Bell there with Kansas City, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield as well. That's going to be just another ridiculous, dangerous weapon for them. And uh, they kind of created their own two-headed monster now in the backfield, right? With with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and now and now uh, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, good God, that that offense. When you look at it on paper, people kept putting the depth yeah. chart. You know, yesterday after this news came out, and you're going, what do you what do you what do you do about that? What do you do about that offense? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And they're not asking him to be the Le'Veon Bell he was in Pittsburgh. No. At least they don't need him to be in they order don't. to be successful. He's just another option that Andy Reid has at his disposal for that offense that is uh, one of the best in the National Football League. So that is scary for the rest of the AFC. Sean, warms my heart that the third story in the lead allows me to talk <laughs> about some major league baseball because tonight we potentially could have the World Series matchup set. Uh, you have a game six in the ALCS this afternoon between the Rays and the Astros. And later on tonight, Game 5, Dodgers-Braves. Braves and Rays both one win away from making it to the World Series. I don't know if the if the MLB offices are necessarily rooting for the ratings bonanza that would be a Tampa-Atlanta World Series. Huge. But I think for baseball as a whole, those would be two teams. They would be fresh teams that you'd be seeing in the World Series. Uh, the only way I want it to change is if you give me Astros Dodgers the rematch. Yep. Bring me that, or that's it. Let the Rays and Braves duke it out because I want the rematch, or that's it. I don't yeah. want one of them in there. I'm with you. I'm with right because we're doing this broadcast from from Phoenix, so obviously Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if if you're gonna give me the Dodgers, fine. Give me the Astros. So we have this this you know, rivalry going on. If you're gonna give me the Astros in a comeback effort. Give me the Dodgers. I mean, to be perfectly honest, ratings right now in sports are hard to come by in general, unless you're the National Football League. There's so an for, election going on, Sean. So I don't know for, if you know about that. I do know about that. But if you're taking major away league, from some of the ratings, if you're Major League Baseball, Schubert, you are praying for a couple of comebacks. I know that you know you as traditional and and big time baseball guy, you just want to watch good baseball, so you'd be fine with it. But the, yes. the casual viewer, 
who didn't even check in on LeBron James because he was playing a Miami Heat team that everybody's expecting him to walk on. People didn't even check in on LeBron James in the bubble, according to the numbers and the ratings. You think casual sports guy is going to check in on the Braves and the Rays? It ain't happening, man. Guys like you, traditional baseball fans, you're all for it, right? Give me all the games. Give me playoff baseball. Give me the World Series. I'm in. But the casual sports viewer, that's not going to get it done. Major League Baseball is praying for a couple of comebacks tonight. Astros, Dodgers, that'll get it done. That'll get the Absolutely, that gets it done. You kidding me? Game one, record viewership to see if anything happens. I don't think anything would happen, but boy, would there be some tension uh, in in the ballpark for that one. Some NBA news here. The season is over, Sean, but there have been teams hard at work. The Los Angeles Clippers, they move on from Doc Rivers. They've got their new head coach. It is NBA champion head coach Ty Lue signs a five-year deal to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Do you like the fit? I'm, I'm still I'm still unsure about it. Listen, it's somebody who's familiar with the locker room, right? But I don't, and I know that they, yesterday, the Clippers, according to reports, said they landed on Ty Lue because of his championship pedigree and his so record in the play. Pedigree. Thank you. That's what I'm getting at, dude. Like, yeah. yes, he he's won some, chi- some titles, right? He had multiple trips to the NBA Finals. He had a dude named LeBron James. So unless LeBron is switching locker rooms there at Staples Center, it doesn't do much for me, right? Like, I don't think this is much of an upgrade over what they had with Doc Rivers. Now, there's reports today, and again, Friday mornings when we're recording this, so reports coming out today that there were some issues in the locker room. Some of the veteran players that had been with the Clippers for a while didn't appreciate some of the preferential treatment that uh, that uh, Leonard was getting. Kawhi Leonard living in San Diego, apparently, not in L.A., that, that made him uh, late to a lot of meetings, late, late to bus trips and so forth, and some of the guys there were just not with it, not with the fact that, that Kawhi Leonard could dictate what days he was going to take off, dictate when he did or did not come out of games. So if you're starting to hear more reports of that nature, maybe the locker mm-hmm. room had you know gotten out of hand even with Doc there, so maybe it was time for a change. But this particular move to me is a lateral move at best. You know I was going mean? to like, say, I don't the, know if Tyler's the guy that fixes those problems. I don't know if he fixes the problems because, A, he was in the locker room when the problems existed, and, B, I just don't see him as more of a voice in the National Basketball Association as Doc Rivers, right, like in terms of a player. So it, I, don't, I don't see this as an upgrade for the Clippers. If anything, it's a lateral movement, but if there was issues in the locker room, I get it. I understand why you would make a move. I just don't see this as a tremendous upgrade over Doc. I, I don't. Yeah. Sean, speaking of Clippers, mm-hmm. you got your haircut yesterday. Yeah, we mentioned this off the top mm-hmm. of the show. You have to get something off your chest here, okay. and it's so important right. that it's made it to in the lead here on so, a Friday. I mean, and, I, and I wish our boy Jordan Simone, who is uh, on assignment, Schubert, he's on assignment. Four! Yeah. So uh, I wish he was here because I want to get his opinion as well. Maybe you can hit me up on Twitter, at SCrespin02. Was I right to feel some kind of way about this story? Schubert. Now let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Okay. So I'm walking in to get my haircut at the at the local establishment that I go to, right? And I walk up mm-hmm. to the door to go in, and there's a gentleman coming in roughly the same time as me, and he's close enough to where he's actually in the personal bubble to where you feel okay. I'm gonna hold the door for this gentleman. He's so he's with, in the zone where you can't let yes. the door close. You'll be no. a jerk if you do that. You'll okay. be yeah. So he's in you the don't zone. hold the door and acknowledge that the gentleman's there. Now you're the a-hole, right? You're, so yeah, okay. So yeah, you can so say that on this he, show. But. I think so. So he's within the bubble, the personal bubble okay. of I got you, man. Let me open the door for you. So I do that. He says thank you. He walks into the establishment where we're both about to get our haircut. So obviously he walks through the door first. Therefore okay. he gets to the counter first. Now I start to look around and go, wait, is there one person on duty today? Is there oh, one stylist no. in the building? So this guy 
walks to the counter, gets checked in. The lady says, hold okay. on one moment. Let me get the gentleman behind you. That would be me at this point. And check him in. Checked so in. she checks me in. And then she points to the guy that I that I held the door for and says, sir, come on okay. back. And points at me and goes, it'll be about 25 minutes. Oof. Whoa. Wait, whoa. whoa. Uh-uh. Mm. Hey, okay. This, okay. So in the back, I didn't say anything, right? But in the back of my mind, I'm going, you son of a... I held the door for you. Sure. Allowed you to walk in in front of me, and now I got to wait 25 minutes? Now, this is, mind you, midday on a Thursday. I got to get to my other job. You I got to get to work. I got things to do. to do. Yeah. So was I right to feel some kind of way about that? I didn't get okay. mad at I didn't say anything to him or the or obviously this hairstylist who she didn't she she didn't know what was it going on. It didn't come on. up when you when she was cutting but her no, hair. She didn't no. have your back. But Darn. what would it have been the correct move for this gentleman to go, you know what, actually he was here first. Why don't you go ahead and take him? So it would have been the correct move, but Sean, I don't think you're I don't think you're blameless in all of this. What do you mean? I think you made I think you made a critical flaw. You can hold the door open in a way that still keeps your spot in line. You held the door open from the outside. You could have opened the door, walked in, walked in and like been and, like, held it, and held then kind push. of just held the door. And then once he got the door, you inched forward, right? So this mm -hmm. is kind of on you too here, right? I don't I think you you missed an opportunity. You went too nice. You went overly nice and held the door from the outside. You could have done that whole, oh, I'll hold the door behind me. But I'm still in front of you, kind of thing. You didn't I gotta do tell that. you, I felt oh, I felt some kind of way about that. I, I was sitting there steaming. I was texting you, as a matter of fact, while you I'm did. sitting you texted in me the haircut place, happening. going, "All right, Schubert, am I wrong for being pissed right now? Because I was upset. I'm like, this guy, this guy. I held the door for yeah. you. Lady looks me dead in the face and goes, "It'll be 25 minutes, sir. And you allow that to happen? So yeah, he, I, he I wasn't raised the, right." He wasn't. No, he, no there's, he there's, wasn't there's raised right, Schubert. The, the gentleman should have done the right mm -hmm. thing, but I don't think you're entirely blameless in this either. You could have that. put yourself in a position to succeed. I'm so glad that you were able to get that off your chest yeah. on Friday. Do you feel better? Uh, a little bit. Again, the haircut. Your looks hair good, looks so good. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the haircut uh, looks good. It was probably okay worth the it. extra. Yeah. Twenty-five minutes. Coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals play on Monday night this week, but they're going to have to do so without one of their best defensive players. How are they going to handle the Cowboys offense? We'll get into it next here on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Schubert, let me tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, a proud partner of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone, who's on assignment today, Schubert. I don't know if you want to hit the... Yeah, he's on assignment. Four! Mm -hmm. With 19 Arizona locations, they got 21 dealerships, 17 different brands. It doesn't matter if you're north, south, east, or west. Wherever you're at in the Valley, Earnhardt's got you covered for that new vehicle you've got your eye on. And with the current times, obviously social distancing, you can see it right here with our show. Schubert's at his house in, in Chandler. I'm in Gilbert. Jordan, usually when he's not on the golf course, right? Or, so, excuse me, on assignment. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, Usually please. out in, in Arcadia. Doesn't matter where you're at in the valley with uh, with social distancing going on right now. You can check out the No Bull Express option at nobull.com. Makes the entire buying process an absolute breeze from right there in your home. Don't even have to leave the home. You can test drive a vehicle. They'll bring it right to your front door to do so. You can do the finance application. You can uh, you can have your ride, your brand new ride, once you do finish the process, delivered right there to your house as well. No Bull Express. You don't even have to leave your front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that absolutely can't be beat the Earnhardt name is a name you know you can trust Schubert 68 year commitment from their family to yours Earnhardt Auto Centers and NoBull.com that ain't no bull Sean Crespin looks like today was the day for Chandler Jones to get his uh, surgery on his right bicep posted a picture to his Instagram story of him in a hospital bed wearing a little cap wearing his mask so it looks like today is the day for that surgery that will keep Chandler Jones out for the entire season and 
And Sean, I know there's no Dak Prescott on Monday for the Dallas Cowboys, but still one of the better offenses in the National Football League that the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to go up against on Monday. And they're going to have to do so without their best defensive player in Chandler Jones. What on earth is Vance Joseph going to uh, do this weekend and on Monday to try to slow down this Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the big question at this point, right? I mean, uh, we've been talking so much about the Arizona Cardinals offense and trying to get the offense right. You know, too much east and west, not enough north-south, and you were ready to play the Jets and you had your get-right game, and they did, actually. The numbers looked really nice. They were stretching the field. They were taking their shots. That's great. That's wonderful. But the, the uh, focus going forward with or without Chandler Jones was going to go strictly on that defensive side of the football because the teams you're going up against here the next few weeks, the Cowboys who you mentioned, the Seattle Seahawks follow the Cowboys after the Monday night game. So the teams you're about to go up against offensively can bring it. And, and you're going to have the Dolphins who dropped 43 on the 49ers. You have the Bills the week after that, the yep. Seahawks. I mean, th yep. this is their stretch of games. It doesn't, it doesn't let up for them. Yeah. Well, the next two are two of the top three scoring teams in the NFL right with with the with the Seahawks and the Cowboys. So your defense is going to be the focal point and now you have to do it without Chandler Jones. This is a a a big setback for this team. Really big setback for this football team. What is Vance Joseph going to do? It's going to have to be uh production by committee, but I don't mm -hmm. you, you don't just replace Chandler Jones. You just don't. So what is he going to do? Not much. Hope that you're able to get things out of guys around him. Uh, you know, a pass rush by committee. I, I saw a stat that he he's accounting since he joined the Arizona Cardinals. He's accounting for over 30% of the team's sacks since joining the Arizona Cardinals. Nobody has a larger amount for their team. So to say this is a setback for the Arizona Cardinals is, is an understatement. This is a huge loss for that defense. And look, I know they don't necessarily play the same position, but this might be time to get Isaiah Simmons involved in the defense a little bit more, right? I mean, you, you have to find a way to get your first-round pick, a guy who's supposed to be a difference maker on defense, more involved to help you out in terms of getting defensive production, in terms of getting stops. And I, and I think, ultimately, the stats don't bear out that Chandler Jones is having a good season, but the attention he gets is so important to what teams try to do. It's why LA is so successful on defense, because so much attention is paid to Aaron Donald. The same thing can be said about Khalil Mack in Chicago. When you have to pay attention to these guys, and I use those examples because they, these are otherworldly superstars at that position, when you have to pay attention to those types of players, it opens up opportunities for everybody else. That's gone now. Vance Joseph has to find a new way to create opportunities for the rest of these guys. And again, they play different positions, but this might be an opportunity to get Isaiah Simmons more involved defensively so that they can find production in other ways, in other areas, so that they can get more stops, so that they don't have to ask Kyler Murray in this offense to put up 35, 40 points, because that's not a guarantee. That offense put up 30 against the Jets, but do we suspect that things have all of a sudden gotten right for them offensively? No, I don't think so. I, I don't I don't either. And and this is one of those situations again where you have to, people get so stuck on the box score. The box score doesn't tell you the real the the, the, the true story in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. It rarely does. You know, people get stuck on fantasy stats. Oh, this guy's not having a good season because you know he's not doing anything for my fantasy team. You gotta put context to everything in the NFL when it comes to statistics. And and Chandler Jones is no different. Like he's got one sack on the year, right? That came in week one. So people have been asking the question here in the Valley, you know, what's going on with Chandler Jones not having a great year. You look at his quarterback hits. He's got seven on the season. Yeah, seven. I'm looking at his stats right now. Seven on the season. 
you you got to get out of the, the of the box score to see the true story when it comes to a guy like Chandler Jones who's seen double teams almost every single snap. He's getting chipped by the back. He's getting chipped by the tight end. But what that does, the added attention, is it open ups it opens up areas you know for for Phillips and and company around him to make plays to make plays you know for other people around him. You remove that from the equation, and now you're asking guys to create on their own. It's 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 a huge loss, and it's another moment again where you have to look past the box score. When it comes yes. to a Chandler Jones, your other point, I asked this question, I believe in our first show, when do you start to get concerned about Isaiah Simmons, the eighth overall draft pick, not finding his way onto the football field? You're seeing games with seven snaps with 10 snaps and the first few games I thought, okay, listen, this is fine. Uh, he clearly had some some areas where he maybe been over you know a little over his head in game one against the 49ers. He had the early penalty. I think it was a horse collar. He had the the big blown coverage. It, you know, it gave up a 75 yard touchdown to the backfield. All right, let's work him in. We're in week five. We've played five games. We're going to week six now in the yep. National Football League. Like I think it's 89 snaps dude, on defense. 89. You, snaps. Yeah, you have to find a way now to. Uh, to get him involved and get him ready to be to be available for you on on Sunday and be in a position where you feel comfortable putting him out there, like because he's supposed to be a difference maker, right? I mean, that was the thing coming out. When you yeah. drafted him in the number eight spot. This is a difference maker on defense. This is plug and play. We can put him in different spots on the field. He's going to create havoc. He's going to make big plays for us. Uh, cricket sound effect insert here because I haven't heard. I haven't seen him do anything, and this is where. You have to hit on your first round picks. And I'm not saying Isaiah Simmons is a bust in any no, way. We've had five no. games and he hasn't played. Yeah. But the fact that he's not on the field is a great concern. And if That's, he can't get on the field now, when yeah. they need somebody in a different spot to make an impact, when when is he going to make an impact? When is he going to become a difference maker on the field? Yeah, and and, and you know, media's not around practices as much as as, as you can't see what they're we doing. We can't with see them. what's going on. We don't know. Sure. We don't know what's happening. You just have to, you know, trust the coaching staff that they're coaching him up and they're trying they're trying to get him get him ready. But the fact that you don't see him on Sundays to me screams that he's not ready and now here we go into week six I understand you had a, an abbreviated offseason you had a, an abbreviated you know preseason schedule with no preseason games you had no rookie minicamp everything was virtual for the most part I get that I understand that but when you look around the league and you look at other players defensively that were drafted this year in the first round they're all playing you're Sean. They're all play, and, and he's not. So we and, have to ask the question from from a from a fan's perspective, from a media perspective. Sure. Why is that? Antoine Winfield Jr. was a second round draft pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's potentially one of the best defensive players in the league this year. That's how good he has been at safety for Tampa Bay. It's not like it's a it's a league wide phenomenon where guys aren't playing well because they're rookies. Look at some of the quarterbacks. Look at some of the players on the offensive side of the ball. They seem to be to be getting it just fine. And I know it's different. Position, but yeah, every position's different. You get drafted in the top ten. The expectation is you're probably a you know week one immediate impact guy. That's at least the assumption that I make when you get drafted in the top ten. You're supposed to be able to make an immediate impact. And it's not happening. Yeah, you're, you when you get drafted in the first round, I don't I don't care where it is. You're expected to be on the field year one, right? Unless you're and a quarterback into a situation where you're a backup, but, but there are there are exceptions to the rule. But, but if you're overall, talking about a, a defensive player, you draft top ten, you're expecting him to be yeah. on the football field. You know, so it's it it it's a concern. It's a question that needs to be asked, and it's something that should be monitored because it's you know you, you'd hate to have missed. And again, not saying he's a bust. We're we're six games in. I usually rule of thumb give guys three years before I truly write off. 
off, you know, whether or not this this guy's going to work out long term or not. Um, but it's it's you would like to at least see him on the field. I'm not even I'm not asking for him to go out and be defensive rookie of the year for you. No, I'm just not let asking. Me see him. Thank you. Just why why is I he not able like to, to watch fit? him play? And it's you know you're not even talking about like the Chicago Bears defense or you know you're you're talking about the Arizona Cardinals defense where you got holes everywhere and this guy is supposed to be the Which Swiss he was Army supposed knife. to help fill. Right. He was supposed to be able to be moved right. around and, and filled. And by the way, I think of those 89 snaps that I mentioned that he has played, I think 31 of them are on special teams. So, like, it's even less that you're seeing him on the field defensively. It's just, it's baffling to me. I don't know if it's, and I'm not trying to place blame anywhere because we don't know. I don't know if it's player not putting it all together or if it's coaching can't find fit for a player. We right. don't know because we don't have an opportunity to see it. Right. And that's what I'm that's why I keep saying, listen, and maybe it sounds like we're walking the fence here, but you have to let this play out a little bit longer. You have to trust that the coaching staff is getting them right, coaching them up. But as a fan, I'm not faulting you if you're sitting here on Sundays watching the Arizona Cardinals this week on a Monday and saying, where's our eighth overall draft pick? Like there, you, 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 you should have that concern <laughs> and you should have that question. And time is going to have to let it, you want to let it play out. And, you know, time's going to dictate what, what actually is going on. But is it a concern? Because I asked that a couple weeks ago, and people were saying, no, let's just get into the season. We're into the season now. We're well beyond the, the quarter, quarter pole of the, of the NFL season. Now is where you can start to really, I think, legitimately ask the question and feel concerned. And, and the other part of it too, Sean, is, and I don't think you and I are walking the fence. We're making it very clear. He needs to be on the field, right? Yeah. It, it's just you need to see what you have in him because it's great that he can, you know, he can practice and he can well, learn the system and do all that stuff. He needs to be on the field, especially with the injuries that we've seen this team have over the first now five, six weeks of the season. That's a tough thing to 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 need to use the word need. I don't know because if he listen, if he's if he's not, if he's not a, getting it, then okay, he doesn't then need to be on the. Problem. Then he doesn't need, and it's a bigger problem. Him, but he doesn't need to be on the field you know what I mean so to use the word need I don't know if I'm going to use that word because we don't know if he needs to be on the field if dude ain't right then he doesn't need okay, to but be that, out that, there that's but, but that's the, a bigger problem that's a much bit much bigger problem much bigger problem because then he was not ready to be the eighth overall sure. pick he wasn't the this highly touted top defensive player in the draft yeah. right that's He's not that then. If if he so that's what that's what frustrates me is he was considered by everybody to be the, the most talented player in the draft. He was seen at the time to be a good fit for Arizona, right? He, I mean, all mock drafts had him going there. He was picked there. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to succeed. He's going to be fine. He's going to be the Swiss Army knife, like you mentioned. So it's hard for me to believe that it, it's just him not getting it, right? It, it, it's hard for me to believe that. Now that doesn't mean it's not what's happening, but it's hard for me to believe that that is what's going on here, rather than. They're just not finding something for him, or he's just not playing for whatever reason. Again, 89 snaps so far through five five weeks, and most of them have been 31 of them have been on special teams. It's not a good look. It, it really isn't. So again, monitor it throughout the year, and we won't know until. And the coaching staff doesn't have to tell us what's really going on. No, you know they, no. they don't have to. They I'd just like them to. Work. I'd like I'd like an answer to the we question. We love it. <laughs> we love it. But it's I mean they don't owe it to us. So work with the young man. Hopefully he's able to get on the field. The natural talent is there. We know that. Uh, so will he be able to pull it together? We'll we'll find out. But it it, it is now's the time. To answer my question from show one, now's the time yeah. to start worrying because it's we're week six. You got to you got to find a way to get him out there. And if for Vance Joseph, 
for a guy who, you know, it's been an up and down roller coaster ride from here where at times we've thought he's going to get fired midweek and he's not going to make it. You certainly think if you had a player like Isaiah Simmons who you thought could make an impact, you wouldn't be keeping him on the bench, right? That, that's a so great there, point. That's another angle on this as well, right? Vance Joseph's probably fighting for his job. If Isaiah Simmons could help him keep his job, Isaiah Simmons would be out. Would be, uh, that's that's another point. layer to this. It's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point, which, which makes you lean more towards the side of he's just simply not ready. Which it just baffles me considering what we heard from him coming out of college, which makes this entire situation just bizarre and weird. It shows that we put too much stock on the underwear Olympics known as the NFL Combine. Oh, the underwear Olympics. That's, that, it, that, that's, that's, that's what it is. And it shows that we might... The tape for Simmons was fine. The tape for Simmons showed a player in pads about, that... You're talking about Clemson and being, you know, not the National Football League and being moved all over the field. And now he's being... Remember they, how, how adamant they were, Steve Kime was, after the, uh, the NFL draft when he, when he said, he will be a linebacker. We drafted him we're to not be a linebacker. Him. So now he's learning all the intricacies of one, of, of one position and not simply just being a football player out there on the field causing havoc for Clemson, where they're asking him to, to be one specific position. You know, he's learning all the intricacies of it. And and maybe it's just not clicking yet. It's just not clicking yet. And that, but that's I wonder a- if you, I wonder if you pivot and try to create a role for him where he can create havoc. Right. That's another part of we've, coaching. Right. We've seen it. We we've seen it the last couple of weeks now. You've seen him. You know, almost as that that Jack linebacker position. You know what I mean? You you've seen him drop back into safety a couple of times now. Uh, so in the limited snaps we've seen him out there, we've seen them. They're experimenting. They're experimenting, but I I love your point, Schubert. You got a DC that is fighting for his job. Every yes. game is 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 huge for him. If he felt that Isaiah Simmons was going to be able to help him out, he'd be out there. So that, that tells me he's he's just not ready at this point. It's certainly the warning signs are starting to flash, at least for me. I know you asked the question on show one. The warning signs are there, and I think the alarm needs to sound about hey, why isn't this guy out on the field? Coming up next. A little buy or sell. We got some potential contenders in the National Football League. Are we buying them or are we selling them? We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone. All right, so explain this. Explain this to me here, Chris. What are we? What are we? We're buying or selling. We've done buy or sell in many ways. Today is going to be what now? We got a little twist on it. So I have a list here of teams, five teams that are. I think they're they're playing pretty well. I think it's a fair assessment of the teams All that right. we've gathered. But we don't know if they're, you know, are they legitimate playoff, you know, deep playoff run Super Bowl contenders? Or are they, you know, playing a little bit above what their record says, okay. right? So are we buying or selling them? What we've seen from them so far is what we're going to see the rest of the way. Because, again, we're past the quarter mark, right? All we're right. week five, week six. Mm-hmm. We know so who these you teams got, you are got at some, this point. Do you got some ki- some kick-ass music for me? You got uh, some... I got some 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 music that fits the the the, fits the buyer sell kind of thing. Yeah, there we go. Okay, there. Right, we go. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So I got some sound effects that I'll play for the decisions that you make here. All right. So team number one. Well, I want your opinion too. I want your opinion too. No, no. Well, well, I'll let you go first, and then okay. I'll respond. All right. Team number one. I think it's a team we've mentioned on the show. I don't know. We're we're too too many minutes in for me to remember what I said more than five minutes ago. The Los Angeles Rams, Sean. Are you buying or selling what you have seen from them this season? Are they legit? I would love to buy this team. Oh, I, uh, I, I love hard. I love being the negative already. I love the you know I love the coaching you get with the Rams with Sean okay. McVay. Uh, I you know, I like what they're doing offensively. Obviously, you have Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, where's the butt? The butt's coming in here pretty soon. But yeah, there it go is. ahead and hit that sell button for me, Chris. Sell, sell, 
show. They're four and one right now. I can't buy them yet because all four of those wins come in the NFC East. They do not have a win on their schedule outside of the NFC East yet this year. Their only loss coming against the Buffalo Bills, a game which they tried to come back and win, but they, you know, they, they fell, they fell, they fell short. Uh, so I can't buy you yet, LA Rams. I just can't do it. You're in a tough division. Uh, we haven't seen you beat anybody of substance yet, though I would like to. I gotta sell. I gotta sell, Schubert. Sean. Hmm. Oh, We're stop all in. It. Tell we me, are tell me all why. in on the LA Rams because I think this offense, and I know your, your point is very well taken. They're not. They haven't played. Uh, any sort of fantastic teams outside of the Bills, but they've looked good offensively. They look like a different team from last year. Sean McVay has seemed to make the necessary adjustments. They're getting the ball out of Jared Goff's hands very quickly. They're not letting him feel a ton of pressure. They have playmakers that can make plays. They're running the football extremely well. I think they're a top five running offense in the National Football League. They can run the ball. They're getting the ball out of Jared Goff's hands quickly. They're making plays on defense. And yeah, they lost to the Bills, but they had a lead in that game in the fourth quarter. They made a comeback. They spotted the Bills like a 25-point lead, and they came back. I know they haven't played anybody, but I am a big believer of what I've seen. They are passing the eye test. I am buying the LA Rams. Team number two, Sean. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You and I have had a lot of conversations about this one. We've had lots of conversations. You and I. This team in particular, yeah, because I work on another show. I produce another show that is all about this team. So Mm -hmm. they're kind of near and dear to the heart. So I'll let you go first. I think my answer is going to shock you. I really do. I'm going to sell this team, Chris. Just hit the button. You don't even have to ask me. We've had enough conversations about this team. Listen, this is a very undisciplined football team right now, which is really weird to say about a Tom Brady offense, right? But only the Arizona Cardinals. This is a stat you pointed out to me earlier in the week, Schubert. Only the Arizona Cardinals have more drives stalled by penalty, which is a statistic that the NFL keeps, actually, on their official stats page. Uh, But only the Cardinals have more stalled offensive drives than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do at 14 at this point. I can't buy the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're they're giving up. They're, you know, they're they're falling behind to teams they have no business falling behind to, with the Chargers and so forth. You know, you, you, maybe the a team in the Saints that ran you out of the building in Week One, and they don't look like a very great football team at this point either. You just feel short of the Bears, who have no offense to even speak of. We're going to get into that here later on in this this exact segment. Uh, I can't buy the Tampa Bay Bucks right now. You got to show me more. And when you're that undisciplined. That is going to bite you in the you-know-what come later in the football year. Sean, scooch over, buddy. Show, You're joining show, me. Show. We got room over there? I, I was not impressed with what I saw in the Thursday night game against the Bears. I know penalties killed them. They had a couple of drives, uh, some penalties that shouldn't have been called on them that were. Uh, but ultimately, I need a quarterback who knows what down it is in particular. That, that's, that's thing number one. I need my quarterback to know what down it is at all times. But two... Look, the Chargers game, I put a positive spin on it. I thought that was going to be a motivational thing to lead into the game against the Bears. It wasn't. This offense has looked flat at times. And I know Mike Evans is dealing with an injury. They're still learning what this offense is going to look like. They're just now getting Leonard Fournette back. Ronald Jones has been okay. They need to show me more consistently. And guess what? I'm selling right now because they have a big test on Sunday when they take on the Green Bay Packers. If they win that game, I'm going to be back. I'm going to flip back to the other side because that's a, that's a marquee victory against the Green Bay Packers. Are. I don't think they're going to do that, though, because Green Bay, I think, is the best team in the NFC, probably the best team in the National Football League. So 
Then well. they're going to be three and they're going to be three and three coming out of this week, five hundred in a division that they probably should be able to roll pretty easily because, as you mentioned, the Saints aren't particularly good. The Falcons are zero five. They fired their coach. Carolina is in basically a mini rebuild with a new coach and quarterback. They should really have this division handed to them on a silver platter. And if they fall this week, they're three and three. So I'm going to sell them. I'm joining you. Scooch over, make some room. Team number three, Sean. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Tom Brady, his old team, the New England Patriots. Fighting Cam Newtons. Fighting Cam Newtons. Uh, give me a, a hard sell on, or a hard buy on this one. Give me a hard buy. Wow. On this one. Hit the button. Hard give buy. me a hard buy on this one. Listen, I was so impressed by what they were able to do when they went into Arrowhead uh, a couple of weeks ago and nearly came out with. Well, you look at the final score; it doesn't look like they nearly came out with a victory. But man, they uh, they were a couple of bonehead plays at the quarterback position, which ordinarily wouldn't happen with Cam Newton under center away from maybe upsetting Kansas City on the road. They're playing really good football. Their only losses this year are to Seattle. They were two yards away from winning that football game. And then Kansas City, who I just mentioned as well. And they're getting the most out of Cam. Like, I I did not expect this in the slightest bit. We didn't know who Cam was going to be to begin with, with the shoulder injury, you know, the, the, the foot injury. You know, we didn't know if he was going to be able to be old mobile Cam. And then how were, how were the Patriots going to utilize him? Dude, just like Harbaugh has done with Lamar Jackson in the last couple of years, you reinvent the offense, you put it around the strengths of your quarterback, and it's working, man. Whatever they're doing in New England, it's working so far. I'll buy them, man. I don't think, even with all the people who opted out defensively on that football team, let me ask this, Schubert. Let's pretend yeah. you're just pretend your Jets were anything worth talking about. Huh. That's a good joke, Schubert. I said pretend. Let's pretend. Okay. Would you want any part of that Patriots team in the playoffs? No, but I don't want a part of any of that Patriots team anytime because it's Bill Belichick. That's what I'm saying. So buy. You can hit the button again, man. Buy. I'm buying the Patriots right now. Just, I just they're so well coached, and they get the most out of everybody they have, regardless of who it is. I'm buying them, even at two and two. Okay. No, all the room to yourself, buddy. You can have all the room to yourself. I'm selling this. All right. Get the New England Patriots out of here, and here's why. This, this conversation is about where what we think these teams can do long-term. Are they a legitimate threat, right? And I look at the AFC. I'm extremely impressed by Buffalo. I'm extremely impressed by Pittsburgh. A team we're going to talk about a little bit later. Cleveland has impressed me. Baltimore, Kansas City. I think Tennessee has to be taken for real. That's like six teams I mentioned in front of the New England Patriots. It's really tough for me to consider the New England Patriots a legitimate threat when all of those teams I mentioned, I think I would take over the Patriots in a playoff game. Especially right now, since the Patriots sit two and two, and they would be going on the road, right? So I agree. I've been impressed with what they've been able to do because they've looked good despite Tom Brady moving on. They brought in a quarterback that everybody thought was washed up and hurt, and Josh McDaniels has been able to do a really nice job offensively. You mentioned, and this is a point that you've been bringing up a lot, about the defensive players opting out. They've been good defensively. But ultimately, when you look at the state of the AFC, it's really hard for me to pick a team that I'm going to be like, ooh, yeah, New England's going to go on the road and beat that team. It's really tough for me to do that, so I am selling. That's fair. That's fair. Who do we got next? The next team up, Sean. I think we mentioned them a little bit earlier. The Chicago Bears. Hard I mean, sell. Just, I, yeah, I got you. Hard sell. Sell, sell, sell. I didn't think you needed to stay. We're buying or selling fringe teams right now in the NFL teams that could or could not make a you know make an impact once we get down to the postseason. Hard sell on the Chicago Bears. There's going to be a moment when they absolutely have to have a late game drive. Do you trust their offense to get that done? 21st in offensive production. They only score 21 points a game. Here's the teams that score less than, than the Chicago Bears. The okay. Denver Broncos. The Oof, Cincinnati Bengals, the Back New York Burrow. Giants, They're your good. 
New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They got two quarterbacks. Those are the only teams in the NFL that score less per game than the Chicago Bears right now. And that defense is legit. But you bring nothing to the table offensively. And there's going to be a time when you got to have it. And that offense ain't going to get it. I'll sell on the Chicago Bears. I, I I don't buy them yet. Fun story though, right? The Bears are sure. the Bears are, are, are cruising, you know, four and one. But I can't, I'm sorry, I can't buy it. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. Sell, and sell, sell. Ultimately, let's look at the teams that they've beaten. I know you like to do this. Here are their four wins: the Lions, the Giants, the Falcons, and the Bucks. Yeah. We mentioned and, the Bucks. We both sold the Bucks. Right. Two of those teams are are winless on the season in the Giants yeah. and the Falcons. The Lions. And the Lions are the Lions. Well, the team that they, they lost. Don't, for, to, don't forget the Lions game. They're a dropped. They're a drop pass by a rookie running back from, from winning, losing, right? from losing that game. Yeah. yeah. And their win is a, their losses to an Indianapolis Colts team, which, other than Philip Rivers, you know, throwing pick sixes late in games, they've been okay. They've been a solid team in the AFC. So the, their their best team on paper that they played, the Indianapolis Colts, they lost to. And ultimately, Sean, your record is what you are, right? You're four and one. This is a good football team. They are finding ways to win. But in the context of this conversation, I don't see this team making noise in the postseason because I think teams are going to figure it out now. They have the recipe that I think can, can can have an upset in the postseason. They can run the ball with David Montgomery. And they got a great defense, right? So those are things that are the recipe for an upset. But like you said, if they need to go down the field late in the fourth quarter and get a field goal or a touchdown, don't trust am it. I really no. trust trusting Nick Foles to get that done? Right now, I'm not. He made a terrible throw in that game against the Bucs that I'm still having nightmares about because of how badly he missed a wide-open receiver. Like he had, And there was no pressure on him. He just missed. There were multiple, multiple moments like that in that football game. So I, I Here are their next it. three games. At Panthers, at Rams, against the Saints. Prove it here. If they go through this stretch and they end up 7-1 and one somehow, I'm going to eat my words. I will take back everything I said about this football team. But right now, I am selling. The last team on the list, Sean, this is a team that you and I argue about constantly. And I think we're going to argue again, the Cleveland Browns. I am going to shock you, Schubert. Your buttons, your fingers on the wrong, your fingers on the wrong button. Buy it, baby. Hit the button. Let's buy it. How can you want? We want some more. Give me some more. (laughs) I want to buy it again. I think you broke your, uh, there it is, there it is. There it is. So listen, the Cleveland Browns right now, first in the National Football League in rushing yards per game. Now, you and I, we usually argue about Baker, right? That's usually where it is. I'm not a big yeah. Baker guy. But what what, what Stefanski and, and, the, and the Cleveland Browns are doing right now is they're not asking Baker to do much at all. They're the number one rushing team in the NFL. They're 29th in pass production. What they're asking Baker to do is hand the ball off to the two-headed monster that they have. Let's live off the play action. Don't make a mistake, Baker. Don't make a mistake. Just don't lose the football game for us. They have a solid defense as well. So, yeah, I'm buying the Browns. I'm still not buying your boy, so that's not why I hit that button, Schubert. But I am buying the Cleveland Browns and the coach of the year, Stefanski. Absolutely I am. They got a huge game this weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they can win that football game, I think the football world starts to buy the Cleveland Browns. But right now, if you're not paying attention, Cleveland's doing some pretty nice things offensively. It's a creative offense as well. They're giving you some, you know, you're seeing wide receivers tossing other wide receivers for touchdowns. They're running the ball well. And all the pressure is off Baker's shoulders. If they can keep it that way, I'm buying the Cleveland Browns. And I can't believe I just came out of my mouth, Schubert. John, 
Mm-hmm. Make some room. I'm with you. <laughs> and I think your point is so valid. They have found a way to ask Baker to make six to eight big throws a game, and he's making those throws. And then everything else, they're asking their their two-headed running back monster to get done Which with Nick Chubb. Which is down to one, right? Hunt. Chubb will be Which back down to one. 10, but, but, but they're still running it well. They're running the ball extremely well. And I think what is the, the most telling thing, just on the eye test, the offense looks creative. What Kevin Stefanski doing on a week-to-week basis is different. It is not the same old, same old that we saw in Cleveland. It is confusing teams because of what they're able to do. Because this is where I differ with you. Baker can make some big-time throws, right? Baker can make some big-time throws. He's made some big-time throws. He throws a ton of interceptions because he thinks he can make every throw on the football field. But he makes some big throws. They have some big-time weapons that can make plays. They can run the football. Offensively, they're extremely skilled. Defensively, they have one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League in Miles Garrett. So they're doing everything that they need to do, and you're right. They're giving Baker a game plan. This is what we need you to do. They're executing it, and they're finding ways to win football games. Uh, Sean, we're buying. We're buying the Cleveland Browns, baby. Hey, what, is they Jordan, might be- what does Jordan Simone think on the subject? What does he think? Where is he? Where's Jordan? Yeah, Jordan Simone on assignment today. Uh, so, so, so we'll get his opinions and maybe put it on social media or something. But uh, I'm with you. I'm buying the Browns. I'm buying it. Sean, it is... Mm probably one of my favorite times of the week because we are bringing back one of the most popular segments in the history of you and I ever working together. It is not the price is right. It is the line is right. And it is next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Unbelievable. Super, let me tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951. Proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. 19 Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, 17 brands. Doesn't matter where you're at, north, south, east, or west, wherever you are in the valley. They got you covered for that new ride you got your eye on. And obviously, the times right now, social distancing. Check out the Noble Express option at noble.com. Schubert, check this out. You can be there in, in, the, in, in your home, in that nice studio you have there with absolutely no decoration whatsoever, but that's okay because what they're going to do is they're going to bring a car right there to that undecorated studio of yours, and you can test drive a vehicle from, the, from right there at your front door. You can do the application process online. The, uh, they'll deliver your vehicle to your front door again once you're finished with the process, don't even have to leave the house or that beautifully decorated studio of yours. It's uh, Earnhardt's commitment to world-class service and low prices you can't beat. The Earnhardt name, a name you know you can trust. 68-year commitment from their family to yours, Schubert. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't no bull. Schubert. I took the blanket down. You did. You took the blanket is down from the uh, the studio that you continue to trash yeah. on well, a uh, and that, that's probably a good episode move. basis. It looks a little better. And for those that are listening for the first time or watching for the first time on, on YouTube and everywhere else, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, Schubert had this really, really just... I think the camera did it, I'm did it, did to it be in nice. injustice. I'm trying to be nice. I think the Mets, camera didn't do it any favors. It was a honest, Mets blanket, but. Schubert, that uh, looked yeah. like it was in your crib when you were, a, you know, so it looked like it was 25, 30 years old. Not I'm just glad, old. put it this way, I'm glad you got rid of it. I'm glad you got rid Thank of you. it. Thank you. All right, so what are we doing here? You uh, said you were stoked so, for this segment. What are we doing? So we are doing, um, have you ever seen the game show The Price is Right, Sean, where you have to guess the price and you, you, you have stayed, to be, I've you know, stayed home from. Yeah, I've stayed home from school before. Every kid okay. who stayed home from school watched The Price is Right. So, as Come a on. precursor to uh-huh. the disaster that is on Sundays, cashing in with Preston, mm-hmm. we are going to test your knowledge of the National Football League and the gambling world because you give it. out some unsolicited advice on Sundays. We and we're going to play a, the line is right. We have a disclaimer that says that, you know, <laughs> entertainment purposes Don't follow only. this advice. So, normally when, you, when we played this game in the past, you compete against 
somebody else. Yeah, who's our, ever boy, closer. our boy Mike you're Bauer. Just com- mm-hmm. You're just competing against yourself today. Okay. And I'm allowing you a one-point wiggle room. So if you're within a point on either side, I will give it to you. I'm being generous. It should really only be a half a point. But give it's me week a point one. And a half. You're, you're, no, you're getting one point, give and you're going to like half. it. All right. You're getting one point, and I'm going to give you all the games, and I'm using the lines courtesy of Bet Online. Okay, so I'm guessing the I'm, line of the National Football League games heading correct. into the weekend. Uh, correct. This is this is the way I prep for cashing with Crespin because I have not looked yeah. at the lines yet. So this is good. This is going to help me out for my Sunday morning. Prep so we're going to see show. where Sean thinks these games are at, and then okay. you can obviously follow up on the Sunday show Noble mm-hmm. Live. I just don't know gambling. Sean... I know my football. I just don't know my gambling. So let's do this. Game number one, mm-hmm. the New York Jets are taking on... I have some fancy sound effects if you get them right or wrong, too. The New York Jets going on the road mm-hmm. to take on the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, good, Dolphins. First of all, good luck with this one. Dolphins coming off a big win over the 49ers. Big win. And, and, you, and you've got... the 49ers. Your Jets are trash. Joe let's Flacco go, starting this Monday. Let's go Dolphins minus seven. Come on. Dolphins minus nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half for All this right. game. Your Jets are terrible, dude. <laughs> they are very bad. They're not. They're not particularly sorry, good. That's, that's bad, that's okay. dude. That's bad. I All appreciate right. it. Mm-hmm. Houston Texans coming off of their first win of the season, the Romeo Cornell era, off to a one and zero start. They yeah. go on the road to take on apparently one of the best teams in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans, coming off of their win on Tuesday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. Titans minus eight. Oh, come on. Sean, I'm going to tell you now, this better be cashed in with Crespin. Titans minus three and a half. If you are not running to the window to bet te- to bet Titans minus three and a half, I don't know if you watched Tuesday Night Football. This is a complete overreaction to what Houston was able to do on Sunday against Jacksonville, and it is not giving enough credit to what Tennessee did. It is wow. Tennessee minus three and a half. So I wasn't far off from where your mind probably was on that game. No, it, this should be six plus points. Wow. Easy. All right, so I'm they're going to. They're saying neutral site. It is Tennessee minus a half a point. What do I get? What do I have to get to win? Half of the games? You have to get more than half. We right. have 14 games. All right, we got to hustle, then. We got to hustle. Out, got a lot, long way to go. We got a lot to get into? Mm-hmm. All right, so how about that? How about this? Bengals at the Colts. Oof. Bengals did not look good against Baltimore. Which, which was like, taken uh, off the board. So I have the line that it opened at. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, you said Bengals and Colts? Bengals and Colts, yes. Uh, it was taken off the board, by the way, because I because I think uh, more COVID, because of the COVID issue. Because of the COVID stuff. It's now back yeah. up. I have the number. In front of me. Let's go Let's go. Colts minus four and a half. Colts minus four and a half. We yeah, know, Sean. Colts minus seven and a half. Oh. I've seen this number as high as nine and a half. It opened at eight. That's probably another one in cashing with Crespin because we're going to get one pick six from Rivers. So we're going to get. All right. So we'll write that down. Let's go to the next one. So the next one, the Falcons at the Vikings, Sean. Falcons, Falcons at the Vikings. Vikings coming off the, you know, starting to play decent football. Falcons, Falcons just fired their head coach. Wreck. So be careful about that. Falcons. Let's go. Let's go. Vikings minus five and a half. The extra half points. Vikings minus four. Oh, if you just would have gone five, you would have been in the range. I would have given it to you, but five right. and a half. No, it's Vikings mm-hmm. minus four for this right. one. Um, Broncos at the Patriots, Sean. Ooh, I just built up these pads. You just built up this team. Let's go Patriots minus four. Come on. Patriots minus nine and a half. 
Wow, that Broncos nine team. Nine and a half. They the are disrespect to the Denver Broncos. Well, they're beat up and they have terrible coaching. Like, it's just not a good football team. Not at all. Speaking all right. of football teams, the Washington football team taking on the New York Giants. Good luck with this one, Sean. The Washington football team taking on the New York Giants. Let's go Washington minus two. Giants minus two and a half. I don't buy the Giants. I'm sorry. The Cowboys defense. Well, I don't, I don't think it's really buying the Giants. It's the fact that Washington is starting, what, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, quarterback? That's true. Damn. I, and I the mean, Giants I don't are even think, I don't even think I can win at this point. So let's just rapid fire through these. What do we got? Come on. This is Ravens terrible. at the Eagles. Make sure you tune in for Cashing In with Crespin, where I clearly know my gambling. Let's go. Ravens at Sunday the mornings. Uh, Ravens, Eagles. Let's go Ravens plus. I'm sorry, Ravens, Ravens minus. Ra Ravens minus eight and a half. You were good. You were good with eight. It is Ravens minus nine. It opened at minus seven. All right, so I didn't say half. Ravens. I got. It. I nailed that one. I got one. All right. Browns at the Steelers. Ooh, let's go Steelers minus two. You sure? Minus three. Two and a half. Commit to something. Let's go. Let's go. Steelers minus two and a half. Mm. Steelers minus three and a half. Oh, so I nailed. Why, why, why are you playing with me like that? Because at two you were wrong. Oh, you're right. Okay, sorry. That it's was why I tried to be. I tried to be generous. Bears at the Panthers, John. Bears at Panthers. Go Bears minus two and a half. Okay, hold on. I got to pull up the thing here. Bears minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. This is a trick question, John. What do you mean trick? What, what do you mean this trick? Game's a pick em. That's, this that's, game is a pick'em. That is some BS. You can't open it. it open the Panthers minus three. It is now a pick'em. Panthers were favored. Holy cow! Panthers All right, minus next three. Yeah. Next game, we got to fly through. The Let's Lions go. at the Jaguars. Lions and Jags. Let's go. Jackson. Lions minus two. Got to be right. How was that not right? Because it's Lions minus three and a half. See, you opened it two and a half. There. You were your close. Stupid, your stupid half yeah. hook. It's garbage. I'm just saying, Sean. This is what this is what happens. All, All right, right. The, the Packers at the Bucks. Oh, great football game this weekend, by the way. Unbelievable football game. Let's go, Packers minus three. Packers minus. Three. What's Packers the line? minus one. That's awful. I'm running. To, Packers I'm running minus to, one. Give me that all day too. Good God. This game really? opened Bucks minus three. It has now moved to Packers minus one. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll that's cashing in with Crespin Sunday mornings on our live show, 9 a.m. Make sure you tune in. That's going to be on there. All right, here we go. <laughs> Rams at the 49ers. Rams at 49ers. Ah, uh, man, the Niners team is bad. Let's go. They're so beat up, and they just they just can't get right. Let's go. Rams minus three. Rams minus three and a half. It opened at uh, it opened at 49ers minus hey, three. I, know, I got four right. I know what I'm doing. You're doing good, Sean. I'm proud of you. Uh -huh. You're doing what better we than I expected. We got, we have more? We got the last. We got the two two Monday night games here uh, for let's you. Fly Sean. Through it. Cardinals at the Cowboys. Oh man. Cardinal. I did. Let's go Cardinals minus two. I think I did hear this one this week. We live in Arizona. I, I think I heard. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'll take that one off the list. I think I cheated there. We, we live in Arizona. Cardinals I knew minus that one. one. I'll give it to you. That's fine. Hey, okay. if you get information and it helps you win, you forget. Okay. Some of the stuff that you see during the week, anyway. So I'll, I'll give you credit for talking about this this show. Uh, the second, yeah, me too. The mm -hmm. second Monday night game of the day, okay. Chiefs Bills. This was supposed to be the Thursday night contest. It got moved because it was. Of the, it has been yeah. moved to the the, the the double threat, the, the double header. Chiefs Monday Bills. Night football. 
my Raiders put some doubt in some of those Chiefs fans. I will, I will, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. Stupidly, this line moved because Le'Veon Bell signed with the Chiefs. Oh, that's dumb. He's not even playing. Um, right, but the line moved because people bet on a right. certain team. Let's go Chiefs minus four. Ding, 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 ding. Chiefs minus five, Sean. Very good. Very Nailed that one. Good. I got six right. Pretty, you get off you're me, right Schubert. there. You get off six me. The line eight. is right. Six and eight, Sean. I'm impressed. I thought for sure that was going to be a dumpster fire, especially when you started like 0-4. The segment may have been you, a dumpster you, fire overall. I'm not sure how people... You no, know, no, this was okay. good. This was good. <laughs> I, I mean, Jordan Simone, your thoughts? <laughs> okay, thanks. Appreciate you, Jordan. Thanks for your take on thanks the Thanks for on checking in, brother. Mm-hmm. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Jordan will be back. On the Monday edition of the program, uh, Monday Night Football for the Cardinals, so we'll definitely delve into that. Uh, we'll react to the NFL weekend ahead. Uh, if you want to follow the show, do so at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean at SCrespin02. And you can follow Jordan Simone Four. at Jordan Simone38. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere you get your podcast Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, just to name a few of the places. Uh, please follow the show there. Rate, subscribe. We very much do appreciate it. Sean, you look like you want to say something well, before and, I wrap and, up. And, and Sunday's live show. We're starting to have fun with that. We, uh, so we, we do a live 30 to 45-minute show to get you set for your football Sunday. That's 9 a.m. Uh, Arizona time, right? What are yes, we now? Right yeah. before the games Mountain, whatever the hell we are. We're 9 a.m. Arizona time. Uh, so uh, tune to Facebook Live. YouTube as well. We're going to be live every Sunday at 9 o'clock, uh, getting you set for your football Sunday. And cashing in with Crespin, I just proved I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Cashing we'll, we'll with make Crespin. you some money. Hey, real quick. Get into You and your Schubert, you're shoeing with Schubert. Yes. That's a new to- new, a new segment we also have up on the social media real quick. You have three yeah, plays there. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. three plays there. We will um, uh, react to those plays on Sunday, see how well I did uh, in the gambling portion. We talk fantasy. We talk college football. We get you ready for the NFL Sunday slate. So a whole football show that you can enjoy while you're having your coffee and your breakfast there on Sunday morning. That is Noble Live. And as Sean mentioned, that is on Facebook and YouTube. We tweet out the link. We put it everywhere. Uh, I think that's it. I think I plugged everything that I needed to plug here yeah. on the show today. Hope everybody has a great weekend. If you can join us on the Sunday show, we would love to have you. If not, we will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Any parting thoughts from Simone? Any parting thoughts from Jordan Simone? Oh!